Well, hello everybody, welcome to the Best Scott Beat Season 3, Episode 14, 14th of this season, absolutely racing along. I'm your host Nathan Judo, I'm here with Warsaw Reporter, Sadler's Reporter, the man, the myth... The the guy who wears the skinniest <laughs> no, not of again. jeans that I'm looking forward to see at Morecambe on Saturday. It is Mr. 26-inch waist himself, Mr. 3-inch calf himself, <laughs> Mr. Liam uh, Keane. When you said 26-inch and 3-inch, I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, next next Warsaw podcast is with Liam's missus. In, uh, in line of duty fashion, no comment. It is. Do you watch, um, watch Line of Duty? Oh, I was going to say that. It is massive, isn't it? And and I must admit, I've, I've never watched it. I've never watched it. And uh, it's been on for a while. And it used to film. It used to be filmed in Birmingham, didn't it? As well, which I didn't. I didn't realize. Yes, it was. Yeah. See, it's, I... got, it's got massive following. It, yeah, it's huge. I mean, all my family watch it. Has it been uh, great? Has it been great? Has it, I mean. It's been going on for a while. Has it always been, oh, this is amazing line of duty? Because it feels to me, and maybe it's just because I've been watching bits of box on Gogglebox and there's a, you know, there's all spoilers and, and the way that uh, the media goes with today with clickbait saying, this is amazing. Has it always been amazing or is it, has it just got really good recently? Well, are you ready for me to blow your mind, yeah? Hit Well, blow me. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> this has got off to oh, a great, great start. start. Great yeah, start, yeah, yeah. great start. Right. Um, I had never watched it. Okay. And over the last um, maybe four weeks, yeah, I've watched all six series. Wow! How many? Uh, how many episodes are there in a series? See, see, it's not. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's um, the first series have got five. Oh, that's okay. Um, Doable. All the other, all the other series um, have got six. Okay. And this current season now, there was episode six was the Sunday just gone, and then this Sunday coming up is the finale, and they've got a seventh episode in this one. So, it's um, it didn't take that long to be honest to, to catch up, um, and I can confirm from start to finish it is excellent. Really, so really, really good. I feel like I feel like with these these drama series, and and you know that they don't know how it's going to be received. You know, season one, season two, season three. So, you've almost got to keep on making things up, don't you, and leaving. Odds and ends going because you don't know whether it's going to be the last one or not. I guess. I guess by the end yeah. of the, the season, they're, they're like, okay, well, we're probably going to do another one. But so we've got to wrap up a few loose ends here. But how, how far do you go on it? Because then you, end, you don't want to end up going, killing it. Like I mean, I know these are very different shows, but like Lost or The Walking Dead, and you're like, oh, just just end this now. Come on, this is getting ridiculous. But you've got to. You want it to be great. You don't want it to. To fade off into season nine and ten, and people are like over it. You want to, you want to finish it when it's great. I feel. Yeah, I, I agree. I watched The Walking Dead as well, and it gets tedious. Um, I, I there's there's rumours that this is going to be the last series, but then there's also rumours that they might do a seventh and then leave it at that. Oh, so I don't really okay. know where they're going to go with it. But um, I mean, there are little bits of it that you know that that are repetitive in terms of like very small storyline arcs that are sort of repetitive in, in, in series and and all of a sudden there's a new made character in a new series and they're, you know, a corrupt officer in some way or another and they find out they're corrupt. So there is certain bits that are mm. a little bit repetitive, mm. but the way they do it is just so, so good. So, well, the, uh, the only so reason yeah, I record perfectly. The only reason I, I, I realised um, that it was, it was uh, is because of Kelly MacDonald, the, the Scottish mm. actress, because I'm a massive fan of Boardwalk Empire and people who listen to this 
I assume a few will have seen it, um, which is an unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, I think it was about five or six series now about about prohibition in the nineteen twenties. If anyone has watched it, that, and she's brilliant in that, absolutely brilliant. So that's the only reason I was interested in it. But I think I might have to, yeah, I might have to, I might have to press play. We've just watched, um, we've just finished watching last night. Uh, what's it called? The flight attendant. Uh, oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, uh, with uh, Kaylee Kakao, who was in uh, Big Bang Theory. Is that uh, how you pronounce it? I don't know. Is it? It's the way I pronounce it. What, I thought what, it was. Go on. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Cuckoo. know. Actually, I don't know. Cuckoo. I don't know. I mean, she, I, I call her whatever she wants. To be honest, if I meet her, she, but um, <laughs> she, um, but but very good. Very very interesting. Very weird. But that was series one. So you know that there's going to be a. You you're not getting everything everything in a nutshell at the end of the end of the episode. You know, you're probably going to get a second or a third series. So, but that was good. So um, now I think um, I've got a, I've got a spot open, mate. It could be. It could be Line of Duty. That I'd recommend the, it. I would. That, that, just, to, just, just for your lucky likey. To, I was just about to say this. I, have you seen that? Uh, mate, it's unbelievable. Do you, do you re- okay, you know what? You've got your computer in front of you. Type in Ryan Pilkington. That's the name of the, of the uh, character, not the actor. Um, Ryan Pilkington, Google Images, and tell me now. Tell do you think that's me? Wow! Wait in suspense. Wow, that's some unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> no, surely not. That is mental, mate. And I have been told about that, but that is that is crazy. Because I watched it on um, I watched it on Gogglebox and and recently and spoilers listening to this podcast. But he was trying to drown a couple of people. I think so. Um, yes, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I was like, yeah, that just looked like Liam. But that is mental. That yeah, is it was um, it was uh, Bez who first uh, who first made me aware of that on Twitter. Unbelievable! About it. Tom Marlowe's been giving it to me the last few weeks about that constantly. I'm get um, and to be honest, I do see it a little bit. There's a there's a picture on a little at, bit, a, pati- a little bit. There's there's a pati- there's a particular picture in front of me now that I'm like, yeah, that looks like me. I can't lie. So he, to, just to make you, you know, I don't know if you're still looking at Google Images. Um, so you have the same pictures as, as yeah. me. Yeah. You can see him as a kid there. He's in series one as a kid, the same actor. And then he comes back in season five. Um, so you know the picture with, with Stephen Graham? Yeah. And, and he stood next to him. That's season five. I don't yeah. think he looks like me there because he's got, you know, he's got a bit of a beard. Yes. Uh, his, his hair's a bit longer. He does, I don't think he's he he's going like through the change. And he, he's, you know, he's, yeah. he's becoming a man, isn't he? But then the one that's in the middle of him with like the lanyard around his neck. Yes. Um, that season six, that picture. People and are really enjoying listening to this when they're not looking at the picture. <laughs> I know, yeah. Go to Google Images if you're not looking. Uh, and this, that looks like me, I have to admit. Yeah, and there's, oh, there's another one if you scroll down that looks, <laughs> looks just like me. Wow. Oh, God. You know what? Mate, I think I mean, you've got, you got to put a picture on that. I mean, I think when we put this podcast out, I think it would be rude not to. Um, for people, to, for people to. who are watching, you're going you're gonna to have to stick something on there, mate, for the... Um, for the old best Scott B. Uh, well, he's just legends. lucky, you know. He's he's just a he's just a very handsome man. Clearly, if he, if he looks like uh, you know, he's got old very King very seen himself. Very very skinny police pants on, mate. To be fair to him, so I think that's, where, <laughs> that's where, where you get that from. No, I, I, it looks it looks very good. So I'll have to I'll have to take part. I watch it like I say on Gogglebox's on every week, and I do like a bit of Gogglebox recently. Um, apart from when I watched it, watched it with my mum a couple of weeks ago, I tweeted it. Oh, watched Naked it with Attraction. Oh, mate, Naked Attraction came <laughs> on. I can't believe it. And it was the guys as well. I mean, I don't want to <laughs> see that, mate. And what do you do? What do you do when you sat with your mum? 
what, what literally can you do? You can't walk out the room. You can't look. You can't look at her. She's got to look down at the floor, you know, and just uh, and just you know make small talk. Going, oh god, I can't believe this. She's like, oh dear, oh dear, oh my goodness me. Yeah, it wasn't. I bet good. you loved it. You loved it. it. Wasn't 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 good, mate. To be fair, I had to turn it off in the end, and then we'll, we leave it back, to turn back on it another about fifteen seconds later. We still don't want it. Of course, it was right. Course. Should we talk about Warsaw? Let's talk do about, it. Talk about the super saddlers. Uh, I say super. I mean, I I, I, I named the last uh, podcast Zero to Hero. Um, after after the turnaround in fortunes, it's all going on at Warsaw. By the way, there's, there'll be no there's no there's no boring end to the season, is there? And okay, so they've, they've lost two and, and beat Scunthorpe on Saturday, but just with the the merry-go-round of of personnel off the field at the moment, you know, Brian's in, he's out, maybe he's back in again, and now he's back out again potentially, maybe. What what what's happening, Liam? Don't act like I know. I ain't, no, I ain't got a clue. Um, took a no, war. It's, it's a took a war. No, it's been a it's been a, a, a strange week, hasn't it? Um, yeah, so I mean, strange. That that performance at Scunthorpe. Uh, just to touch on that. Quickly, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, please, please do. Was was very good. Um, you know, off the back of two really shoddy performances, well against Colchester and Salford. Um, mm. Yeah, they, 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 you know, I mean, let's be honest, Scunthorpe. I, I mean, you you wouldn't have seen it, but. I mean, I was shocked that, that that was a League Two team. I mean, they were that bad. Bad, really? Re- it was the worst team I've seen this season by a wow. long way. A long way. Worse than uh, Warsaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, genuinely so, so bad. It looks like it's virtually impossible for them to go down now, even though they lost 3-0 to Newport the other day. But it, because, um, you know, Southend and Grimsby have, you know, they've been given opportunities to get wins and, and couldn't. I mean, I know Southend won the other night, but it, it hasn't really done much for them. So... Um, so it looks like they're going to stay up, but I mean, they were so bad. Scunthorpe. I mean, they had nothing going forward. They were so poor in defence. It was, I was shocked. It was the worst performance I've probably seen in my couple of years covering League Two football. Genuinely, they were that bad. Um, although I've seen a few bad Warsaw performances in <laughs> time. Um, yeah, but Warsaw played well, you know. But they 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 were comfortable in the second half. They didn't really have to get out of second gear to to win it comfortably as well. Mm. They, they could have gone on and added three or three four. Maybe even five goals to that game, genuinely, and, yeah. and they didn't. They didn't really get out of second gear. But uh, Osadibi played well. Sam Pay played well. You know the normal, um, the normal culprits at the moment who, who were who were performing. So um, you come out of that game and you're thinking, right, it's just going to be you know a run of the mill, run of the mill post match uh, post match press. And uh, Brian comes out and uh, to Tom Marlow's final question about you know where he stands in terms of future, and he goes on a bit of a a bit of a two minute rant about. You know, needing clarity and and essentially hinting that that could be his could be his last game. I think uh, Tom did put out the audio as well. I put it all out in, in text form, but he put out the audio of it as well. And I think you could hear it's sort of quite emotional the way he's talking. You know, he it seemed it, it seemed like it was it was the end at that point. Um, I, I did follow up. We and we ask, we, you know, we got shocked when he kind of went off at the oh yeah was tangent, but that that we kind of look at each other going. Sometimes I think as a journalist as well, you get these moments where you're like, wow, you know, not. Kind of like you just doing going through your your normal post match routine or, or pre match routine, and something happens, and you almost you almost say to yourself, "Well, this is this is a this is a big moment here, really," and, and something yeah. that's probably you know is taking you out the you know by surprise. But that's kind of what you what you're in the job for, isn't it? These, these kind of moments. Yeah, yeah you, you get a feeling when there's those 
big moments where it's either a big news that's unexpected or you find something out or you get an answer like that in a presser and it's you know you know that that's like a that's a moment that the fans are going to sort of cling on to it's uh, it was one of them and it was it was really quite you know quite shocking i did one follow-up to, to tom's question to say you know the way the way you're speaking there it sounds like you're you're not going to be here i mean do you know for certain and, and he you know repeated a little bit of what he said and said i don't know for certain i I should have clarity, but I don't have it. In some ways, it sounded a little bit like a, a bit of a challenge to the board as well to say, you know, tell me where I'm going here. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, definitely, uh, definitely surprised. And so, you know, put that all out, and uh, it it seems like it might be might be the end. It was never obviously never obviously certain. Monday comes and goes, and still struggling to um, to get it confirmed either way. And then and then Tuesday comes, and I managed to get it confirmed um, from a source that. Uh, he is going to be in charge for the two games. Uh, this was Tuesday. I put this out, and uh, for the final two games, um, and as it stands, that's still the case. Uh, the uh, today, obviously, recording this Thursday, um, the press conference is set to be tomorrow morning, uh, and I'm expecting confirmation later today that he'll be on that press conference. Um, so, you know, it's it, as far as Walsall are concerned. From everything I've been told from sources, is that it's you know business as as usual this week. No changes. Uh, of course, there'll be a lot of questions on Friday to Brian uh, about it but um, but yeah I mean it looked destined for him to be gone from the, the way he, he was speaking um, and uh, you know a little you know insight into it as well is his answer to my follow up was mm. it, this has been a difficult game to concentrate on so you know he'd obviously been told something ahead of the game he'd obviously had a conversation and he, he seemed to think in his own mind that, it, that he was gone um, and hasn't been the case uh, whether the result saved him or not we'll, we'll find out but um, yeah I'm plenty to come on that tomorrow but uh, as it stands yeah he's, he's going to be here when it seemed like he wasn't going to be it was definitely a strange situation Do you feel that he I mean I guess this is this is a fairly simple answer but do you feel that he's been hard done to here and that he'd done enough um, to, to get the job uh, for next season? He's certainly done enough to get it for the next two games. I mean, if, if I'm if I'm going to be honest, I the the only logical reason I can can think of for letting him go with two games left would be they've got their man for next season. They don't want to let him go. They want to bring this man in, have let him have a look at the you know the players just with a lot of them out of contract and you know figure out where he wants to go. Uh, in terms of next season, but if they ha- if they had that though, <sighs> Liam, then surely surely they'd, they'd get. They'd get him out now, get this guy in to, to just to just to get himself familiar with the settings, with the surroundings, with the training ground, with 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 some of the players. Get a little look at them now. If that was the case, it seems to me like yeah. that's not the that's not yeah. the situation. But I, uh, I, it, it seems like yeah, that isn't the situation, and also that would be rather you know harsh on Brian to you know be going behind his back and and uh, and you know recruiting someone when he's still there and you know he's been promised to the end of the season. And 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 let's be honest, you know Lee Pomlet is still a. Uh, a big advocate of Brian. He has been uh, ever since he's been at the club. Um, he likes him as a, as a person, uh, likes him as a coach. Um, you have to you have to question or, you know, at least uh, speculate that uh, the director of football, Jamie Fullerton's perhaps, you know, had something to, to say about this. It's since that the biggest change since uh, in the last couple of months is him coming in and all of a sudden Brian's gone from probably getting the job regardless of the fact that they're you know they've had a bit of a, a wobbly few months. Um, to it looks like now he probably won't get it. Um, so that's again that'll be another question for Brian tomorrow. Uh, something along, along those lines. But that 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 seems to um, you know that seems to 
potentially be the case. So for me, whether I, I think he should get it, I think um, I agree with him that there's been, there have been positives, you know, in the sense of Sam Perry, youth players. Um, I think they have had some very good performances mixed in with some poor ones. Uh, but similarly, he's made mistakes. And, you know, going back to five the back on certain occasions just seemed, you know, ill-advised. For me, uh, results are probably king over everything. And as much as, you know, personally, uh, you know, I, 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 he's a good bloke. Get on with him. Very easy to work with. Um, I do think there is a good manager in there as well. But three wins from 18, you, you'd probably have to say he probably doesn't deserve next season. Um, and that's just, you know, that's just being brutally honest with it. The, 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 the caveat to that is, you know, I would I always argue that a manager should be given at least one or two windows um, before they can be properly judged. Um, so, you know, similarly, I, I, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be against him being given it. But I could see with three, three wins out of 18, I can see why, you know, supporters aren't having it. And um, perhaps Walsall may need to go in another direction. Um, what direction do they go in, though? Uh, would, it's would a tough you say, one, isn't it? Is, is this, um, is, I assume this is why they've got the direct board, the director of football in, in, and we haven't really heard from him yet. And I'm sure that Liam, you'll probably be hearing from him in the off season. I'm sure that'll be the first time you'll, you'll get to sit down and and maybe discuss it, and maybe probably in, um, in the same breath as as maybe a, a new manager who will who will come in. This this is this is pretty much directly from from the new appointment, isn't it? Would you imagine? It seems that way. It does. Um, I mean, obviously, I need to, you know, do need to ask um, ask those questions, and, and, I'll, and as you say, get a, a, a chat with um, with Jamie Fullerton at some point, which which we're hoping to do. But uh, it does seem that way. You know, he's going to have, you know, he is, you know, running the football side of things now at Walsall, and he will have his own candidates and and you know former colleagues and former players or whatever that he's going to have worked with and perhaps will want to work with again. Um, what directions they go in, um, if they are going to make the change. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like I, I think, I, I definitely think Brian should go because, I, you know, I, I would, I do think there is some potential in what he's trying to do at the club. I just think it, the results as a whole are going to, are going to, is what going to, is what's going to let him down. It's what's going to count against him when they come to make that decision. Um, and if they do let him go, perhaps they do need to go, with some experience, but then, you know, you look at the Daryl Clark situation as a manager who's had promotions and experience and it didn't work out. Um, doesn't always work out. So you would go with, I would go with um, experience, uh, a mixture of experience and, and youth. Somewhat a manager who, you know, has been at a, a couple of clubs and, you know, has had some uh, success, but perhaps, you know, isn't long in the tooth and, and, and over the hill in that sense. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. It really is a tough one because I can see the pros and cons either way. Um, but as it stands, it seems to me that Brian may not be here. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll find out in the weeks to come. Um, so, so if he's not going to be here, uh, let's look at uh, maybe some of the loans uh, who have a mixed results. Let's be honest, this season. <laughs> that's saying it lightly, I think. <laughs> that's, oh yeah, that's saying it lightly. But uh, who who would you who would you take back next season? Who, who are the guys who you want to see playing playing at their bank season in front of us? I won't say full banks, but uh, you know, uh, 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 an excellent crowd of the banks. I'll be interested to see how many people come back if it is, you know, full capacity to a certain extent at the start of next season. Uh, you know, 
especially the first the first game back to see a, a really good a really good home attendance. But who were the kind of guys who who you want to apart from obviously these ones who have who have signed new contracts who you would like to see back here? Yeah, the loans one's an interesting one. Um, I it's weird to think that there's only three current loans at the club right now because they've That's, they've yeah. they've ran through so many different loan players this season, <laughs> uh, and many of them with terrible terrible results <laughs> let's be honest yeah yeah um so the three that are remaining is Derek Osayor, Max Malborn, Tyreek Wright mm-hmm. um Tyreek and Max you would say if you can get them back for me I would definitely get them back uh Tyreek is you know he's 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 raw um but he's definitely talented he's you know got a couple of us I think three assists since he's been um since he's been on loan you can um, see he's, something's there. He's, he's, yeah. he's got some. He's got some quality. There's some. He's, I think he's got a great some... left foot delivery. You know, he's he, he runs yeah. with defenders. He's got there is there is there is a spark there. He's very raw, still 19, but there is there is a, there is a good player there that with with added depth in the wing positions, uh, him as a lone player again, I think would be great. Yeah, I, I think I've seen a lot of obviously Premier League lads go down to League One and League Two to kind of cut the teeth in it, and I think it's important for them to do that. Some. Sink pretty quickly, actually. Mm. Uh, whether that's physicality because they're not ready, or, or just really ability, because there's a lot of lads who who, who look good on a on a pitch, on an artificial training pitch, or you know, five aside, and they get into real league football and, and they struggle big time. He's not one of them. He, he makes mistakes. Don't get me wrong, but mm. you can see the attributes that that have obviously led Aston Villa to sign him. And oh, uh, I, I can see I can see someone like that. He's definitely got something where you can see him. Okay. Cutting his teeth this year in League Two, having another one, another season in League Two, maybe League One, and that's potentially what what the issue will be. For they want him to move up a step, uh, but I think that I think that you know, being comfortable in your surroundings is is a big plus. And if you've got someone who's you know promising your games, promising your starts, promising you a, a, a running a running um, you know league football. Is, is, there's a lot to be said for that, and uh, he could blow up next year. He really could. Yeah. I, I think he, he's he's definitely got something where you say, okay, in three or four or five years' time, if he does kick on, I can see him playing at Premier League level because he, he is that good, and he's shown it on mm. glimpses. And uh, I actually think it's it's an easy it's an easy thing to say, but I think with a crowd, someone like that running at players mm-hmm. and having a go, it'll be a real fan. I think the fans will really take to them. They want to see, they want to see people, they want to see Walsall players take players on, get down those lines, get those crosses in, get the odd goal. That's what you want. You want someone who's going to get you off your seat. That's exactly what he does. Yeah, I totally agree. And remember as well, you know when Villa played um, Liverpool in the cup and they had to play all their kids? Yes, um, yes. I forget the, was it, it was COVID for the reason they had to play the kids, wasn't it? Um, yeah, even, it? Though, even though Liverpool complained about uh, fixture congestion, yeah. but still played pretty much a full strength side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, he was, he was, this was just before he signed on loan for Warsaw. He was due to play in that game. Sorry. Oh, really? Um, but he'd been training with the Villa first team and had to isolate. Oh, um, wow. So he couldn't play. And then oh. I think it was, a, I think it was about a week later, he signed on loan at Warsaw. So, um, so even better. Know, He's a well, yeah. I mean, he's a player that you know was was getting experience training with the Villa first team. Mm. Um, you know, it's very highly thought of there, and he's a he's a player that um, you know he's not particularly big physically. You'd imagine that you know he's still only nineteen. You'd imagine he'd probably fill out a little bit still. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he's not afraid of a, of a, of a tackle as well. Um, he, he works very hard tracking back, which is what you need 
as a bare minimum as a kid, I think, mm. it's, you know, to put that, have that work ethic, um, and particularly at League Two level as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he does that. I mean, I, I thought against Scunthorpe, I thought he was excellent. Um, he has had the odd, you know, as you say, the odd mistake. He's had the odd game where I thought he was um, perhaps, you know, he's probably had the odd game where he didn't work as hard, to be honest, mm. and the odd game where, you know, the mm. quality wasn't quite on show. But this is going to happen as a as a young lad. But overall, I think his loan has been a, a success for, for sure. And um, But you're right. I think there's a potential that he could move up a step for another loan. Um, I do think he needs another loan. I don't think he's going to, you know, he's going oh, to for sure. the first team by no means. But um, particularly with them being Premier League, of course. But I think... He definitely, uh, I think he definitely's potentially got the chance of going for a higher level. But I think you know he's only had half a season, so perhaps lead to the full season back at Warsaw. I think that's got a lot of potential. But I also I can see I can see other clubs wanting him as well. So the, it's going to be difficult. We've said before. I mean, if it's look, if it's a championship, the club that comes in for him and wants wants to, wants to see him, that then there's a, that's a different story to be had because. Not only can you probably pay someone's wages, you can also, um, you know, you're also getting that that kind of next step up closer to the Premier League. However, I'm not sure that Terry Rack goes to a Championship club and, and plays week in week out. I think at this level, you want to be playing, you know, as many minutes as you as you possibly can, and then make that step up. Whether it's a loan until January and then they can reassess it or not. Um, which I think I think Warsaw would take, and at the end of the day, you want the kid to enjoy his football. And we've said before, you know, if someone comes in from League One, as Warsaw found out, unfortunately, there's not a lot of difference between League One and League Two football. So sometimes it's best to stay where you are. Yeah, I think so. You know, he's he's a, he's a lad with potential, but he's a lad that you know he's getting the minutes, he's getting the game time, he gets on with. Um, with you know the Warsaw squad, he's very highly thought of by, by Brian, and I can imagine whoever comes in for Brian if he does leave will think the same. You know he's got friends there as well. It's him and Sam Perry were friends in the Villa Academy um, before Sam left at sixteen and, and joined Warsaw. So you know he, he, he's comfortable there. It's obviously local to Villa as well. So even though he's from Ireland originally, but obviously he's lived here for a few years now. So um, this is uh, I think it ticks all the boxes for me for him to stay, and he's he's one I would bring in uh, again. Uh, the other lad I mentioned, Max Melbourne. Um, I think he's, you know, he's been very consistent, Max. Um, don't get me wrong. He's, I, I know, actually, funny enough, you saw him um, away at Grimsby, and we both agreed that he had a very poor forty-five minutes before he came off, and that was, um, that was just before the uh, reason for his tweet was given that he'd had these issues with concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was around that saga. But uh, that saga aside, um, he's been very consistent overall. Um, he's the kind of player that so far I haven't seen like I haven't seen a proper nine out of ten performance. Mm. But he's he's very rarely dropped below a sort of a, you know a seven. He's 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 a solid seven almost every week, aside from the you know the one or two I've just mentioned. So um, I've been very uh, you know impressed with his consistency. Defensively solid, um, has shown glimpses going forward, but I, I, I don't think that suits him as well. So another reason why the five at the back for me doesn't work because I don't think he's he suits wing back as well as he does a back four. Yeah, um, but, but he can also play a, a on the left side of a back three. So if you know if they did decide to go back to a five and they got a proper out and out left wing back in, he could fill in on that in the, in defence uh, in the back three as well. So. Um, I do think he's uh, he's been a pretty shrewd loan signing from you know a, a former West Brom youngster at Lincoln. Uh, is a you know got a decent pedigree. Has played a few League One games. Come in, played regularly at League Two level, done well. Uh, and there is a there is a view to making him a permanent signing as well. So I uh, I think 
that would be a smart move. I really do. I think they need, they need a bit more depth in that area because obviously Callum Cockermollick's not really getting much of a shout at the moment. But mm. um, I think he's worth bringing back in for sure. And then the final man uh, I mentioned was Derek Osayor, and I'm afraid he hasn't shown anywhere near enough. No. Um, no goals. Um, I mean, minimal minutes. But uh, off the top of my head, I can only remember one start. But there may be there may be another one that I'm forgetting. But the the one start you made, I mean, he, it was um, it was it was a really strange performance. It was you know very sort of tentative. Um, he was coming very 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 deep to receive the ball mm-hmm. and uh, almost picking it up in you know in sort of defensive midfield positions at times and, and, and not really doing much with it and he needs to be running in behind and if he is going to hold the ball you know hold the ball up in the, in the final third and bring others into play and, and he wasn't doing that um, I can remember when Brian was still assistant um, he did uh, the win away at Port Vale which was Adebayo's last game when he scored two before he left um, he did that Brian did that post-match presser for instead of Daryl and he was talking about Adebayo and he said you know, you can tell when a youngster is starting to develop in the right direction because rather than receive, coming to receive the ball to feet, they will start to make the runs in behind. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's where you can see the difference in development in terms of, you know, uh, just the, in, in the intelligence on, on the field, knowing the runs to make and where the ball can be played. And he doesn't do that. Um, also, he, he doesn't do that at all. I've not seen him do it once. Um I don't really know what his shooting is like because, to be honest, I haven't really seen him have, have a shot. Uh, I think I saw him have one blocked effort and that's, that's all I can think of that he's had. Um, so, unfortunately, uh, you know, it, it, it just hasn't worked out. I've seen nothing from him at all to suggest he's worth bringing back. Um, but, and they're the only three, you know, they're the only three they've got at the yeah. moment because Frank Vincent left last week, didn't he? Yeah. Um, it's, Frank Vincent's a strange one because I, um, I thought, yeah, I, I know fans feel the same. I thought he'd, he, the first couple starts under Brian, he, he did relatively well, um, and then all of a sudden he was just out of the team. Um, Sam Perry coming through was a big part of that, but he, you know, he, he wasn't in the squad for a long period of time. Then he came on to the bench a couple of times, made one or two appearances, and then has been out of the squad again. And um, so, I mean, if he's not going to get played, it's, it's no point in bringing him back. But I don't think we were able to quite see, quite see uh, as much of him as as we would have liked, really. Um. Just, just circling back to to the Melbourne, you mentioned that you'd like to see him back next year, and that there is talk of of potentially a permanent deal. What what kind of fee are we talking? And, and the the wider issue, you know, it, will there be money to spend and uh, next season? And and if so, how much? We talk about COVID times and and you know the money situation. You announced that the the, the financial, uh, you know, the profit that that Warsaw made. Uh, I think the earlier earlier this week, Liam. Um, is a lot of clubs will not be spending money this summer, as you can understand. But could Warsaw take advantage of that and maybe spend a little bit more if they if they want to? Because I'm sure the the aim will be to to let, let's let's at least get back in the playoffs next season. Um, can they take advantage of that with maybe being in a better financial situation than, than the majority of other league league two clubs and potentially use that use that and, and helping them in a mounted challenge for next season? Yeah, I mean, I imagine they will be in um, in better positions than some league two clubs because they won't have taken um, as many you know loans out. Um, so sort of long term, they're not going to be in, in, in as much debt. Um, However, the accounts that came out the other day um, were 
you know, dated to the year ending May 2020. So there'd only been a couple months of the pandemic by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important to you know note, which which Lee Pomlitz said in his statement in, in in that as well, that it's important to note that um, you know the the effect of COVID is going to be evident in the coming years. Um, you know this year's statement, which we're not going to get now till next year, is uh, it will, will tell most likely tell a very different picture. Uh, so it's important to note that. Um, but you know in the in the summer. Uh, just gone before this season, Warsaw mm-hmm. had you know a, the vast majority of the squad under contract first of all, but then the the players they brought in were were largely frees. Um, the deal with Max, uh, I do need to double check on it um, because it wouldn't surprise me that if he's out of contract, so there's potentially a um, you know a free to be done there with him. But I do need to double check that. Um, so there may not be a, there may not be a fee involved, okay. but it's uh, off the top of my head, I'm not not 100 sure. So um, you know there. I wouldn't expect them, to, you know, to which they never have done really. I wouldn't expect them to go and and uh, and bet the house on a, on a load of uh, a load of signings. Um, but they do need to make astute signings that are going to add some experience to the squad. Um, but they also, whoever it is that is in charge, will potentially have uh, part of at least uh, a blank canvas to work with, mm. because a lot of players are out of contract. Um, I can imagine there being quite a few heading out as well. Um, and they're going to need plenty to come in, so um, it's going to be but a busy, you, busy summer, I think. If you're Fullerton and you've you've just been employed, you would have thought that that Pomlet would have probably said to him, or he would have. A big question would be, look, what's our what's our budget? What's our range for next season? It's not going to be zero, is it? It's not going to be like you've got no, to sell no. to you've got to sell, you've got to sell to buy. There's, there's going to be enough for him to feel that he can he can make a big impression, you know scouring for managerial talent but player talent as well and there's enough there for him to otherwise he wouldn't have taken the project on you feel no there there, there will be um and there and also as i said with you've got you know, some of that money as well you'd have thought from I, i'm sure some of it will get swallowed up um you know with with COVID, the sales and stuff elijah and yeah on. yeah yeah that's true it's um yeah, there, there there will be something to play with because there's going to be again mentioning the players that are going to be leaving. There will be several players leaving, and that opens up. Uh, I know it's wages is is, is a different uh, is a different category, but you know there is money to play with there. So mm. there is going to be there is going to be room um, for the squad. And you know, Lee Pond has said the the budget is a top ten budget in League Two. Um, it'll be I will be you know asking him whether that still applies come next season because we will hopefully be doing something with him in the coming weeks as well but um, yeah there, there, there is going to be something to play with and they're going to need something to play with because they are they are going to need to improve on the squad they've currently got I mean we've spoke about it before but the number of positions they need to improve I mean, wingers strikers uh, fullbacks um, that there is positions several positions where they need at least one mm-hmm. at least one you know proper Starting eleven player, I would argue as well, or at least a, a, a challenger for that, because they've got some good players mixed in with some players that have frankly been off the boil for for too long. Yeah, um, and then they've got some good youth coming through as well. So there's going to be a mixture of all of that because they are going to need the youth to to build up the final numbers of that squad. Um, but a player like Sam Perry, for example, if he carries on the way he's going, surely he's got to be the one of the first, well, I would not necessarily one of the first names on the team sheet because it depends who they who they bring in in midfield if they bring another name in. But he's got to be a, a, a first team candidate at, at the very least, like Alfie Bates has been. 
Yeah. Um, I was going to so, say, actually, both of them, you know, what, what happens if... I know, that, you know, they'll obviously be playing next season with, with contracts, but if someone does come in for them, if someone does offer decent money from clubs above them, it's going to be... It'll be interesting to see what, what their stance is. It will. Um, obviously, it's going to depend on the... Um, there will be... There will be test- I'm sure someone will be tested in this summer. With, with, there'll be a player that, that comes in and will have to make a, a call on it. There always is, isn't there? It's just the nature the, of the beast. Yeah, the, it's, yeah, exactly. There, there always is. It's um, it's a difficult call to make as well because you look at Sam and he's, he's only played, what, the last two months, mm. three months of the, of the season. Um, he's done so well. He earned that contract for sure, but it's... Um, it, I would argue that, not just because of Cup also, but I would argue that you know he, he's in the right place now, and he, if he's going to leave, leave in a, a year or two, yeah, when you've got more games and more experience in Dubai. He's only nineteen; he's only played a handful of games. He, he needs a bit longer, but um, you know, they yeah, the teams will be interested. Of course, they will. Um, but we'll also have to be able to show the right resolve um, to to look after the players that are important to the side. Rory Holden again being one. And build around them with with slightly more depth than they have done in the past. But also the big thing for me is the balance of the, of the squad. The balance of the squad, I think, under Daryl Clark, and uh, it has to be a criticism for him to be honest, because he built that squad. Mm. Um, he built that squad from the ground up. Um, the the balance of the squad is was to, is totally off. Um, you know, right wing. They they needed a right winger for about eighteen months. Proper right winger. They brought obviously Tyreek right in on loan, but you could argue that they needed a, a real experienced right winger for a long, long time and bring mm-hmm. him in as, mm-hmm. as some added depth to that. Um, so the the balance of the squad was totally off. Um, again, partially because they were trying to play a different system when he first came in. They were trying to play the five at the back when he first came in, and then that was very quickly after about ten games, very quickly abandoned. But yeah. Um, yeah, that needs addressing, but that can be addressed with the fact that it's going to be somewhat of a blank canvas this uh, this summer. Um, it'd be interesting to see what what players stay as well. So it's going to be, as I said, there's going to be a lot, a lot of uh, movement. I can imagine. Yeah, um, definitely. Before we uh, before we take questions, Liam, we've spoken about Tyreek, but the situation with. Um, Obviously, the racist abuse. What's the what's the latest on 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 that? And uh, is is that something that's gonna oh, never get resolved? But but something that's gonna gonna go forward pretty quickly before the end of this season, or are we gonna have to wait through through the summer before there's a there's some more information that comes out? Yeah, I wanted I wanted to mention this because I wanted to sort of get your thought on it as well. That um, I I've made a point of staying on top of of on top of um, of this situation because you know uh, I, in some ways I felt it was a bit of a duty of mine to to well not only obviously report the latest news and you know find out the latest news for Warsaw fans but I think for, for Tyreek's sake as a 19 year old lad come on loan to Warsaw trying to make his, his career um, to have been sent some of the ridiculous stuff he was sent uh, a couple months ago uh, I thought it was a bit of a duty of mine really to try and stay on top of on top of it and uh, you know report any criminal proceedings that may or may not come of it so um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it because it's been what been a couple of months since it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I think I've done about three or four stories on it with each stage of the police investigation and and speaking to the police press press office and everything like that. Um, the last story I did was on March thirty first to say that evidence was handed to the uh, the CPS the Crown Prosecution Service um, about the you know the evidence that the police had, had had found and obviously they had a they had a voluntary interview with a seventeen year old lad and all this kind of stuff. 
Um, and since then, I've got I've got a reminder that pops up on my phone every week to remind me to email the police press office every week. I've been emailing them to try and get the latest on it. Um, and since 31st of March, every week I've been told there's no latest. There's no latest. There's no latest. And with something like this, there's very little you can do aside yeah. from con- contacting them because it's obviously it's a criminal, it's a criminal sure. thing. There's, there's very little I can do really aside from that. And I, I, I don't. I'm not necessarily saying that you know the police should prioritise this over absolutely everything they, that they've got to they've got to do because there's obviously Westminster is a massive area. There's a lot of crimes and violent crimes that happen, and obviously racist abuse and things like that that they have to give equal and ample amount of time to. But it it almost seems to me like that enough isn't really being done. It almost like it's been forgotten a little bit. No, um, I, I, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, it's been annoying me a little bit that it's, it seems to have been forgotten slightly. And I, I don't want to, you know, completely dig out the the, the Westmoreland's press office. Um, although there is one or two names at that uh, at that particular office that I could happily dig out. But mm. um, <laughs> is that just something news days? Is it? Oh yes. Uh, well, when I say, actually, you know what? When I say one or two, I'm 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 lying. It's one person in particular. That really? I'm not going to mention them, obviously, but I mean they are absolutely useless. And you can, uh, and I I'm happy to say that. I don't care if they listen to this. They they know who they are. They're absolutely. Ridiculous. Are they crooked? Are they line of duty based? Uh, is is yeah, something well, going you know on? Are they I'm taking I'm some bumps? I might have to get my Ryan Pilkerton hat on and get into, uh, get into the office. Hey, mate, maybe um, you might have to do that. Maybe you dress up like that to get some sort of some some kind of, some kind of movement going forward. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> my uh, my news colleagues will know who I'm talking about. Oh, um, okay, okay. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just wanted to get your thought because it was annoying me a little bit. To be honest, that I feel like I feel like it's he's owed something, and it's not because he's mm. a he's a footballer. It's not because you know he's a young lad who's trying to build a, a career. Being a footballer is almost irrelevant. But the fact that he is a footballer means I'm yeah. able to give light to it. And I'm able to give attention to it and, you know, do try and do what I can to, to make mm-hmm. people aware of it. And it, it was just winding me up a little. I was thinking about it yesterday that it just seems like it's been brushed under the carpet a little bit. Yeah, no, it's a difficult one. I, I've, I've got views on it as well. And I don't know whether these views are particularly, whether I can say them or not. I guess I can. I, I guess I can freedom of speech and all that kind of thing. The, the problem is, Liam... And people will will obviously say that this this is not the case, but it is. You've got a nineteen year old kid who's getting racially abused, right? Is nineteen is he, Tyreek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineteen year old kid, right? Okay. So I'll, I'll I'll talk about it like from from my point of view. Let's say, you know, we I, I get I get shit all the time on social media. It's it's water for ducks back. You know, you can't please everybody, right? You cannot please everybody. I've got some disgusting things sent to me. But I'm 40 years old, I've got a thick skin, you move on. You maybe quote a tweet, you know, and say, oh, cheers, you know, I'll, I'll forget about it tomorrow. And I think that's the same, not the same as in, you know, from a racial point of view with people, but there's, there's, there's adults who are getting racially abused who, you know, it's like, this is disgusting, it's horrendous, but they're 25, 28, 30, 35-year-old guys. This is a 19-year-old kid. This, this, this could probably affect someone like that a hell of a lot more and yet nothing's being done or nothing's being mm. said to be done and yet I don't want to be just you know I don't want to say that people are getting preferential treatment it's not a preferential treatment thing inverted commas but if you're a Premier League superstar and that happens to you I guarantee you there will have been more that's happened than than than, than Walsall Loney Ty- Tyreek Wright you know it would have gone I totally forward agree. It would have gone forward. Westminster Police would have they, they, they would have come up. They would have issued a statement. They would have they would have probably done a piece to camera. They'd have gone to BBC News. They'd have gone to West Midlands. They'd have totally gone, gone to the Express and Star. But because it's Tyreek Wright who's playing at the Banksy Stadium, who no one's really heard of, 
Well, we'll, we'll get to it, but it's not our priority. And that's what the problem is, is that totally I don't care whether it's a, it's a YTS lad, you know, who's on the bench, who's been racially abused by, by two people on Facebook, or, or, or it's Ryan Sterling or, you know, or, or Mings or, or whoever. They should all be on an, an equal playing field. And, and it's not their fault. It's not their fault. But I feel that there is a priority given to, to hunt these people down, depending on how what the profile is of a player. And yet, you know, Tyrone Mings is, is, is a big boy. He could really knock out anyone he wants to. And he's still disgusting. He's still, it's still a horrendous thing to happen. And I completely empathise with, with everything he's got to say. But it might affect, it probably is going to affect Tyree Wright, 19-year-old lad, more than it would be him, you know. So so why why is it being, why is it going on and that this, this young lad who's got to wait till probably next season or probably, you know, six months or nine months time for anything to be done whatsoever, if anything get does done, you know, gets done, when when it's happening to other people and you know there's there's a comment and 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 um, an investigation within within days and that's where it's wrong it's wrong comp- it's, it's wrong regardless but even even the way that things are being uh, in, you know investigated is completely wrong and you're right Liam when you're saying that you're you're speaking to people and you're speaking every week and and sometimes you've got to do that. you've got to almost keep on asking the question asking the question and you shouldn't have to be that almost like annoyance of the person who's taking that going oh yeah we'll sort it out we'll sort it out it shouldn't be like that and that's part of the problem in itself it's not just the, it's the way that people are investigating the way that things aren't being doing and we're, we're going to talk you can talk a little bit about the social media situation as well after this but but that is part of the problem. They are part of the problem that it's not getting done. It's not getting investigation. That there is priority given to some other people over, over you know, a League Two footballer. And unfortunately, and people might, and they'll say that's absolutely not the case. But my my personal opinion is that it absolutely is. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with everything you said. That I mean, that is, um, and as you say, it's rightly so that the the stuff that's been sent to you know. Romain Sawyers, Tyrone Mings, and all the other massive footballers even from our area and beyond. Um, it's rightly things are being done, you know, there are people are getting arrested, getting charged, etc. Um, big statements from Westminster Police, etc. You're bang on that the, the problem is that it's not universal, then, is it? Mm. It's it's not being, this, the same kind of attention is not being given to Tyree Wright. Um, and I, I totally agree. And that's what, that what was annoying me. That's exactly what I was getting at. That was what was winding me up because I was. Um, and you're right when you say, you know, an, an, almost an annoyance. I'm, I'm almost feeling like I'm sending. And you know what? What I've been almost been copying and pasting the same. Yeah, 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 of course. Because yeah. it's because it's it's exactly the same question every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do feel that some in some ways, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to be winding these people up here. Um, you almost or, want to well, though. You almost that 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 stage now where you're like, I, I want to be that. I want to be that 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 little that little scratch, that little itch. Because if you're not going to do anything, if you're not if you're just going to pat me back straight down. Straight down the pitch, then, then yeah, you know, exactly. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I've got to keep going back with it because it's. I think it is important because I don't want to be still doing this. Um, you know, as you say, twelve months from now, and they're still figuring out what to do. And I just think the, the same sort of attention is not being not being given, mm-hmm. and that that's just that's what's annoying me. But I, I have to say this as well: huge credit to Tori Wright in the sense that he has, you know, had this and he's cracked on with mm-hmm. football, and mm-hmm. he's he's. He doesn't seem to have let it affect him, at least from what we can see on the pitch. Um, he is, uh, I, 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 even on social media, I think he, he put a little bit up around the time to say thank you to people who would send him nice messages and stuff. But since then, he hasn't given it any any attention either. He, he's he's left it, really. Um, and it's, I think, credit to him for being able to put it behind him and crack on. Um, 
but now hopefully we can make we can have some sort of conclusion to it sooner rather than later because I think that's he, he deserves that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And and you know, look, like you say, what he's 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 probably like, well, you know, nothing happens. What's the what's the point? What's the point? You know, nothing's happening. Um, you kind of lose faith in the system, unfortunately. Um, and the, I didn't finish my point of point of, of like of like getting socially abused on on social media. Look, Wolves Twitter at the moment is absolutely toxic, toxic, toxic. Everyone's getting it. And but you, you, like I say, you've got it. We've had it for years. And and look, it's part it's part of the it, it's part of it. Unfortunately, it's, it's it's the disappointing part of the job. But what I'm saying is, I'm 40 years old. I can get. It's water for ducks back. But if I've got if I've got Joe Edwards who's with me, who's who's, the, who's a Wolves reporter, who's who's twenty years old, twenty one years old, and he's getting that barrel of views, it's completely different because it affects him in a different way that it would affect me. So you've got a youngster coming through, you know, they could be put off their job or put off certain things because of of you know ten, twelve, three, one faceless idiot who who wants to you know with with, with no kind of. Uh, tracking whatsoever but you know a comment can really hurt you and I understand that you, you know you get into the business but just because you get into the business doesn't mean to say that you you should be the to, the subject of, of abuse verbal abuse you know by these faceless accounts and it's 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 a horrible thing to have but it can affect different people in different ways and it should be it should really be uh cut out and and unfortunately that there is not just you know the it's not just black and white. People have to have to be accountable, and I think that's why uh, Liam and you can probably say this now. I, I don't think I think it's the first time we've mentioned this as a as a company so far about uh, the situation that's going to be happening this weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, we had it confirmed today, haven't we? We're doing the social media boycott alongside. Um, I know other media organisations. I know I saw Sky Sports. Uh, yes, they say they they're doing it uh, alongside all the other football clubs that are doing uh, the social media blackouts. Um, it's from 3pm Friday till... We've got the, the Monday. I'm not sure what time it is. Monday. It's 11.59pm Monday. There you go. There you go, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Uh, and I think it's it's right um, for us to, you know, get involved with that as well because we have to, you know, show solidarity with the um, with the issue that everyone's trying to highlight. And uh, uh, fans... I, I, I can't see any football fan short of me apart from probably a few faceless idiots as you've already said who will probably do it just just probably tweet this just to wind people up mm. um but i can't see any proper football fan being annoyed at having no social media um interaction about around the games at the weekend um for for, for what they're trying to highlight i don't think anyone will have any issues with it but um so that'll mean yeah that'll mean the warsaw game uh, at home to morecambe on saturday there'll be no tweets from myself from you um, from the company, uh, from, from, from the company, from the Warsaw account, um, the Warsaw Football Club account. Um, no I think... Facebook, no Facebook either. But yeah, will yeah. Be, will, the, the website will will be, will be up and running. We will, uh, I think, have a live stream on there, and we're still working out the details on that. We will have, of course, uh, Liam Liam's match report. Um, the, yeah. the, the uh, Brian will be speaking. Um, the, everything like that will will be on there, but uh, but of course, from a social media point of view, uh, we will not be putting anything out as a, as journalist or or as a company until until midnight on on Monday slash Tuesday morning. Yeah, I um, thank you for mentioning social media as a whole because in my mind, I would just instantly think of just Twitter. But of yeah, course, of yeah. course, yeah, so, I think a lot social of media, do, yeah. social media as a whole, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, all all the rest of it, and yeah, mm-hmm. as you say, my. Match report, uh, my reaction from Brian after the game, 
uh, my uh, player ratings. Everything will all be on the website as normal. Um, but I just won't be tweeting them out as I usually do, and as a, and obviously there won't be any tweets, live tweets during the game as well. So, um, yeah, so that's um, that that will be the case uh, from tomorrow afternoon onwards. Yeah. Christopher Liam, uh, thank you for that. Uh, right, we're going to take some of your questions. Before that, just a word from our sponsors, uh, Adoption at Heart. Uh, thinking of adoption. We have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the black country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The black country agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race, or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on the next uh, virtual information event? Visit www.adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place, uh, call 01902 Right. Liam, uh, let's uh, let's take some questions from the beautiful people. Let's do it. Uh, Vital Walsall, the guy. It <laughs> says, uh, "What have you have you met Vital Walsall?" By the way, Liam. Yes, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've met him a couple of times. Um, met him for the first time at um, the fans forum. Remember those? Ah, uh, yeah, the old fans that... forum. Pe- people in a room, mate. Crazy. I, think, I know. Crazy I know. idea. I, I think that would have been around maybe. Christmas time 2019 or early 2020 mm-hmm. something like that but uh, yeah met him a couple of times he's been doing um he's been doing some um some work for Prost do you know who those who they are like the like a sports media as in, as in Alan Prost I don't get that joke it's not a joke is it a very famous Formula One um See, I don't know anything about Formula One, so I had no oh, idea what right. we want about them right no I'm, I'm, <laughs> pre- I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's a French racing driver wasn't he Alan Prost <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're going down the sport line. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. It's a, okay. it's, it's a website. Okay. Yeah, he, he, and he's been to a couple of Warsaw games this season. Actually, doing like coverage for them and stuff. What so, Alan uh, Prost has? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Incredible he's, scenes. He's, Formula he's One living the, legend. Uh, he's chopped the. Uh, I, I can't even think of a Formula One pun. I've got, no, I've got no idea about it. Sorry, <laughs> right, mate. It's not as good as what it used to be. It used to be decent. I can't watch it anymore. It's rubbish. It's but a he's powerful. a good lad. He's a good lad, though. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Rob, he's a good bloke. Rob, like Rob. Oh, good man. Okay. Maybe we might have to have a pint at some point, mate, when we can all uh, sit down and socialise, yeah, hopefully. I've said, I've said this to him already. We'll get it sorted, mate. You're, you're more than welcome to join. We can, we can get you maybe a, I don't know, a skinny martini or something. That's probably something yeah, it's, it's margarita, more... mate. Skinny margarita. Or whatever, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> something more up your lane. We'll go. That's fine, mate. Do you reckon... Well, is that bar open opposite the car park, mate? Is that still a bar back in match days? Didn't people used to go there? Where the, where the media end is? Isn't there, isn't there a oh, bar yeah, there? yeah. Uh, there's yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've do you they'll do tequila? Will they do a skinny, a skinny margarita for me? No, is, is that, no. It'll be it'll be Banks's. No. It'll be John Smith's. It'll be. <laughs> Have you ever had a John Smith's ale? Mate, no, no, don't get me. No, absolutely yeah, not. John How Smith's many John, calories are in that? Are you joking? John, aren't you? John Smith's is decent, man. It's decent. Yeah, no, so, no, Grey Goose got vod, vodka going on there, mate. It's that, like a it's like a whole Christmas dinner in a in a, in a meal oh, in, a, in a drink. Mate, the calories. Goodness <laughs> me. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, right, okay, anyway, he, he asks, uh, where do you sit on the Dutton debate? He already uh, has a large chunk of the fan base against him, but results have improved the longer he's been in charge. Is he the ideal person to work with Fullerton and therefore deserving 
of the role. Um, I mean, I guess you kind of explained this a little bit, but I was when when you did put out that uh, that Justin kind of thought that that after the Scunthorpe game that was probably his last game. It's, it's turned out that it isn't, but um, he the, the final reaction was kind of like, well, you must have read read the room wrong, mate, because there wasn't really anyone supporting him on the on your timeline when when you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, the vast majority of fans, I think, have um, have been disappointed, uh, and you you know what, you can understand it having gone from mid-table to potentially an outside shout for top seven, dropping mm. down to, to being perilously close to a relegation uh, scare. It, it, I was about to say relegation battle, but it, at one point it was a relegation battle. So, yeah, um, yeah, I can understand that. Three wins in 18, not enough. Um, but, you know, the last six games, I think they're top six or top seven form. Um, mm. So it's definitely improved. Um, but overall... Is that going to be enough? Uh, it's probably not going to be enough. Um, and I can. Once you've got the fans against you from the from the onset, it's difficult to get the vast majority back. I think there will be plenty that will that will you know change almost with the wind at times when mm. when good results come they will change. But the the people the ones that really are dead against you from the from the off are, are going to be very difficult to turn around. Um, probably would only do it if it was a a very clear promotion push next season. That mm. was, you know, happening in front of their eyes. Um, so that's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult to overcome that barrier if he stays. Um, uh, as I said, yeah, for me, um, I do, I do fall somewhere in the middle with this because I can see, I can see the positives, but I think if you're going to go purely on results, um, it, it's difficult to give, give him the job after three wins. Mm. Um, and that, yeah, that's, that's just the reality of it. Uh, David Sadler, on the current squad, which eleven would you keep if you could? Assume keeper plus four two three one or four four two, uh, one play for each position only. Uh, where do you stand on the keepers, by the way, uh, Liam? It's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, it's, uh, I mean, Jack Rose made the a clanger against uh, against Salford, mm. um, but overall he's been very good. Liam Roberts, uh, I do rate him as a keeper. I've obviously made a few mistakes this season. Uh, I mean, if it was me, I would keep both of them uh, and have them as the as the two keepers. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make a change. I, I would have them both battling for for it, and whoever gets the jersey and keeps it, is, mm. you know, go from there. But uh, yeah, it's a tough one. It really is a tough one because there's potentially some salon value in Liam Roberts as well um, so whether it's wise to you know build a bit more budget up by letting him go and bringing in uh, either a keeper on loan uh, as a backup to Rose or even a first choice uh, or, or a younger lad that comes in something along those lines because goalkeeper loans um, are a lot easier to bring in aren't they than, mm-hmm. than pretty much any other position um, yeah. there's there's a, a, a plethora of them so yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I struggle with that one. But in terms of if I had to choose one from each position, right? This is going to be, this is going to be difficult. I'm going to go with. Uh, you've got you've got about two and a half minutes, mate. So you're fine. <laughs> I'll go Jack Rose, uh, Cam Norman. Uh, you go James Clark and Dan Scar, two centre halves. Uh, Max Melbourne left uh, midfield. You have to say Perry and Kinsella probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the right, I'd, I'd like to keep Tari right if I could. Um, in behind, uh, if four two three want to go, Holden. Uh, on the left, uh, even though I think he's better centrally, 
Uh, at the moment, I would say Osadibi because he's, his form's been worlds apart from Wes McDonald on the whole. Uh, and then uh, probably out of the strikers they've got, if I had to choose one, I'd probably keep Gordon. Yeah. Um, so it's a tough one. It is a tough one because there's a few of the names that you know would I, I would like to keep on top of that. Um, but if I had to choose one from each position, it'd be that. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, here we go. Uh, Stuart Scooby Bot, do you think uh, we will be competitive in the summer transfer window? Uh, Pomlet uh, stated that we will be better placed than most post-COVID strikers. Top of the list, he says. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I think you, you find them probably in a similar position. Um, probably top ten budget, relatively competitive, and and they have to be competitive for some positions and sort of experience that, they, that they're going to need as well. Um, and perhaps a little bit ambitious with it as well, if if that's if the budget allows. But for me, strikers is probably top of the list. Yeah, I'd have I'd have to say so. Um, very closely followed by wingers, but depends on the formation they're going to play, of course, as well. But um, losing a, a large out of buyer was massive, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Such a such a key player in that team. Um, get a good striker in, someone who's going to finish the chances that hopefully Rory Holden and Emmanuel Osadibi are going to create. And you've got the potential for a, a potent attacking force again, which which they had for the early part of the season. Yeah. Um, Peter Meredith, do you think the loan players have been handed, handled fairly or was it just a consequence of us looking for freebies? Will it cause recruitment problems for the club next season, given the lack of game time they've had this season? Good good question, really, Pete, actually. Yeah, it's a good question. I... Um... I don't think it would cause too many issues because a lot of the the lads that came in and didn't play, well, a lot of them were very young. Uh, you had Aidan George, um, you had Jaden Reed, two lads from Birmingham, two teenagers who barely had. Well, Aidan George didn't didn't play at all. Jaden um, Reed played, started once, um, played forty five minutes. I think that was it. So um, they were very young, and to be honest, they weren't. They weren't good enough um, for what they were showing at all so um, so I don't think that's necessarily going to harm the situation whether they've been handled badly or not is a is a difficult one to say but I do think the recruitment of it was handled poorly I think it was more um, more of a panic in bringing who to bring in um, obviously the first time was Josh Gordon got the knee injury they had to bring in a couple they brought in Scrimshaw and George uh, on transfer deadline day, and then transfer deadline day on the in January, uh, Adebayo leaves and they bring in um, uh, Derek Osayor. Jaden Reed had come in slightly before that, but either way, I mean it was still you know still a loan sign that didn't work out. So um, for me, I just think it was more uh, it was more of a panic uh, in the in the recruitment side of things. Um, and perhaps it, it, the organisation wasn't quite there with that. So uh, I don't think it's necessarily going to be hampered in the loan market, but I do think the they've used the loan market poorly this season, mm-hmm. for sure. And I've, I've actually got a, a line I will be bringing out soon with, with Brian Dutton talking about that as well, who, who says a similar thing. OK, good stuff. Jimmy says, uh, when the season ends, what positives can we actually take from the season by the youth being integrated into the teams in Perry's contract? It's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one. Uh, I'm glad he said bar those things because they were the things that I probably would have brought up. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only other thing I can think of is perhaps Emmanuel Osadibi. Um, yeah, good shout. Yeah, I think is a, I think he he is a player that was used sparsely and sporadically under under Daryl um, 
under Brian was given a run in the in the side. Didn't necessarily, you know, impress massively um, straight away in his spell in the team. You know, under Darrell, he had a couple glimpses where he looked really good, then went off the boil. Under Brian, started a few games, was a bit here or there, neither here nor there, rather. Um, and then he got into he's got into a sort of vein of form now, really, where he's he's performing consistently. Um, mm. And he's for me, I think this is the position that suits him perfectly. I've said it a few times now. Is that number eight position? Uh, in midfield, slightly deeper than a ten, slightly more advanced than 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 Sam Perry sitting, um, and that, that tends to work when they play a four three three. Yeah, um, ha- have him as the third man in midfield as a number eight, a box to box midfielder. Um, but going forward, is he was creating chances. Obviously, scored the goal against Scunthorpe that he created with the pass to White in the first place, who who then crossed it for his header. So, um, I think uh, he's found you know a position that suits him. He's wanted at the club. He's got a new contract. Uh, I think him, for me, would be the biggest positive, I think. Okay. Van Sant's hat. Can the club afford to ignore the voice of the fans who have clearly stated that they don't want Dutton? Uh, I kind of answered that, but a wrong appointment is likely to impact season ticket sales, he says. That's. I was just about to say that. I mean, the it's going to, you know, if the fans aren't on board, there, there has to be some consideration to how it's going to affect some fans coming back to the stadium. Mm. If I'm honest, I do think the vast majority will, will come back anyway because of not being there for a year. Um, yeah. I think I, I think they could have been in the National League and with <laughs> Mr Blobby in charge yeah. and, and the fans would probably have come back. You know, they, they are a loyal bunch of the Warsaw fans. Um, someone put it to me very, when I took over the job covering Warsaw, someone put it to me very bluntly that said, you know, Warsaw fans are fans of a club who you know have historically been in the the lower leagues of the football league, and on their doorstep they've got clubs that historically have been in higher leagues, and they st- and they're mad enough to still choose to support Warsaw. Mm-hmm. That tells you that tells you everything you need to know about the mm-hmm. loyalty they've got, they've <laughs> got to the club. Uh, and I, I mean that in a, in a in a nice way. I mean that you know in a, in a, yeah, you know, no, a, a positive way for sure. They wouldn't have any other way, mate. Exactly. That says everything you need to know about the fan base. That they, you know, they want to be there. They, 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 they love the club. They are loyal to the club, regardless. So I don't think it'll affect it that affect it that much. Um, but I do think there will be a perhaps small impact. Um, but again, I also think that may be in the short term, hmm. uh, if if there is if there is any at all. So, um, but they get. I think the club have definitely got to take it into consideration, though. And I think they do. They, they've got to take all the factors in and uh, and make a decision. That's too very quickly. Uh, Was says, uh, which of the out-of-contract players do you think deserve to stay? It's a tough one. It's really the tough one. It could be a 10-minute segment, to be honest. In well, yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a few. I mean, I'd say Dan Scar, probably. Um, I would say... I, 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 some fans won't agree with this. I would probably say Josh Gordon, because I think he's at a good age. He's shown he can score goals in the past. Uh, he's obviously had a difficult season with his injury, but I do think... Um, with some better recruitment around him, around in striker, him, absolutely, yeah. In in striker and in the wing positions, don't force him out wide again. Play him up top, um, and we you know with better competition up top as well. I think I think he's a good player to keep hold of. Um, he's got some value as well. So uh, them two would probably be the two that spring to mind for me. I think. Uh, ben, which player uh, has shocked you the most this season for good or bad reasons? <sighs> Oh, it's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna unfortunately say probably Wes McDonald for negative mm. reasons. Um, he's a player that last season he, he was so so good. He was just electric. Um, 
loved by the fans. And this season he's had, you can probably count on one hand the amount of really good games he's had. Um, and by really good, I mean like you know, like he's properly affected the result or the outcome, and he's and he's had a real hand in in what's happened in the game. He's been he's had the he's had the odd game where he's done you know okay. I thought against Scunthorpe, he was probably the worst of the attacking players um, because they all played very well. But I do think he still had a relatively decent game. I think I gave him a seven for mm. play rate. I, I, it wasn't a bad performance by any means, is what I'm trying to say. Mm. So, um, but overall for me, he's been he's been nowhere near his last season levels um, and he's out of contract as well so it'd be interesting to see where they go with him but um, yeah I it, fortunately it'd be that because he, he he's the one that I would have banked on staying with some sort of consistency and, and, and it hasn't happened um, Warsaw Morecambe Saturday Liam Morecambe right right in the hunt probably a must win for game for them you'd have thought if they want to yeah. uh, go for those those automatic promotion positions, uh, Bolton's are f- four points away from Bolton. Uh, huge, huge game. I guess on the face of it, Warsaw, you say not playing for anything, but I'm sure Brian hasn't, maybe he has given up, but he'll want to finish finish on a on a good note and get a couple of notable scouts. This will be a notable scout if he can go and beat Morecambe. And uh, look, if his future's not at Warsaw and he still wants to... You know, to to manage in the game that these are the can these two games could be huge for him. So so where do you see the game? Do you think I mean it's going to be a difficult game, but it's something that Wolves can get something from? Do you feel? Yeah, they, they definitely can. Um, but you've got you, as you say, you've got an issue here with the Morecambe side that have got it all to play for, haven't they? Um, and I'm amazed by how well they've done this season because they were very well, very bang average last year. That's probably kind as well, and they. Um, and they've really turned it on this season. Uh, mm. It's probably unlikely they're going to catch Bolton. They obviously they lost one 0 to Bolton in their last game. Um, had won three in a row before that, um, and that loss to Bolton has, as you say, dropped them four points off the automatics. With two games to go, they're probably not going to catch um, Bolton or Cambridge now. Um, but equally, uh, you know, Salford sitting seventh, um, and Forest Green sitting eighth, uh, just one point off Salford, and then Forest Green are only what. Five points off Morecambe. Yeah. So it is feasible that Morecambe could drop out of the top seven altogether if they, you know, if they lose against Warsaw and then go on to lose and results go against them on the final day. So they do, they do have to get a result here to guarantee them getting the playoffs. Mm. Um, so it's a massive game for them. Uh, they have been playing very well. Um, they were good. They were a good side. They've done a good job there at creating a side from. Again, it's similar to a lot of clubs from the ground up, really, in terms of the um, in, in in terms of the recruitment structure, the type of attacking uh, players they've got on the wings. I think Mendes Gomez, or how you pronounce his name, is a very good player. They've got they've got they've got good sides to be fair to them. They've, they've built a, a side out of players that were probably um, hit or miss in into consistent uh, performers. So, Warsaw, of uh, all, they've got nothing to play for. Um, that is on paper. In they do have, you know, players have got individual contracts and futures to play for. Um, Brian has got his, his future to play for if he still thinks he can get the job, and, and obviously he still wants it. So um, there is something to play for in that sense. And I think Brian's made this point a couple of times that if the you know off the back of a clo- global pandemic, that's easy for me to say. Um, off the off the back of that, um, you've seen players that are free agents not get clubs. For financial reasons or whatever, so do the players really want to be out of contract 
and leave. Now they might have offers elsewhere, of course, but they also may, they also may be sat there desperately needing Warsaw's offer them a contract, and they're going to need to impress. It, what better opportunity than that than in the last two games of the season against a high flying Morecambe and a Carlisle side that have totally dropped off it to be honest at the mid table um, what a better opportunity than that uh, against two teams above them in the table that have had better seasons than them to say the least yeah yeah it's uh, it's going to be interesting mate it's going to be interesting again Walsall draw specialists mate 19 most this season 19 draws oh, out of any can't any... deal with another one club <laughs> in league 2 oh dear tell you what you'd be a rich man if you were betting on that every game mate but uh, we'll see mate look last uh you're going to be disappointed, mate, last home game of the season? It, uh, it's going to be, you know... Are you, are you happy? You just, want, you, just want to, you just want to get on with it. You just want, you just want, to, you just want to get the fans back and, and, I, I and do, get through I do the want summer. The fans and, back. Yeah. But it's been a weird, it's been a weird season, hasn't it? It's been oh, really, crazy, mate. It's been a crazy. really strange one. You know, there's obviously all the stuff in the transfer window, Daryl leaving. Mm. It's been a it's been a hectic COVID, one. No fans. Of, of course, all that stuff. Yeah, it's been those green hectic. stickers still on those suits on those, on those <laughs> seats, mate, at the Bankses. I know it's been strange, but it'll be nice to get back to some normality in the summer, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and try, you know, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a lot coming from this from this uh, news wise from this team. I think over the summer, it's gonna be a lot of movement um so yeah i'll have to see where we go from there mate it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be different i mean i'll be honest with you i don't want my last day of the season really to be an eight hour round trip to carlisle um but you know these things happen uh, oh mate you should have the social media boycott ne- next weekend mate no one will know that you, you're even there you could you could have covered the game in your wife fronts and with, with a big bag of, <laughs> big bag of doritos at home mate what you got an iPlayer? <laughs> that'd be nice actually yeah get brian on the phone instead of the postman so that would be quite nice uh, excellent right okay uh, thanks very much liam um fingers crossed three points on saturday uh me and liam will be back in a, in a couple of weeks time to wrap up the end of the season from me from kino uh watch line of duty and watch what's <laughs> come on the super saddlers uh take care have a great weekend bye-bye see you later bye-bye